I think that the question that you have to confront is why a single state should decide who gets to be president of the United States. In other words, you know, this question of whether a former president is disqualified for insurrection uh, to be president again is, you know, just say it. It sounds awfully national to me. That is Justice Elena Kagan asking a question that seemed to be foremost on the minds of the Supreme Court justices yesterday. No matter what end of the political spectrum they were appointed from, be they conservative or liberal or wear that label, they all seem to share this universal concern that this could corrupt democracy and take it out of the hands of the voters. What about the larger question about whether there was an insurrection, whether the president was responsible for it? Let's get to that with our next guest. He is uh, the uh, Aline and Alan F. Smith, professor of law and expert on Supreme Court history at the University of Michigan, Richard Friedman, on our live line this morning. Professor Friedman, it's always a pleasure. Oh, very nice to be with you. Thanks so much. Did you hear the robust debate and questioning about the legal matters here, the definition of infer- insurrection, the definition of officer that is within Section 3 of the 14th Amendment? Yeah, I heard most of the uh, uh, most of the argument. They they really did not get into the question of uh, was this an insurrection. I think they're willing to assume that it was an insurrection. They're willing to assume that uh, Trump uh, played a role in it. Um, but they they were saying even if so, uh, could the Colorado decision stand? And it does it does appear that they're prepared to uh, uh, to say no that they're going to reverse the uh, the Colorado decision. Um, my guess is Justice Sotomayor is uh, going to uh, dissent, but uh, but we'll see. It could be, it could be a nine nothing uh, decision, but they, they're they're not going to get into the question of uh, what was an, what, whether this was an insurrection or whether Trump played a role in it. I think the moment that you played with Justice Kagan asking, you know, was it a national? Uh, was this one state controlling? The nation was uh, um, was one pivotal moment. What do you think is the most compelling argument? Is it that he, quote, is not an officer? Is it that um, one state should not make this decision? Which is your in your opinion, the most uh, compelling argument? That they will Actually, use. I mean, yeah, in my opinion, there's no compelling argument. I mean, I think they, I think what they should say is that the Colorado decision can stand, and uh, each state will uh, decide on its own. And if they have decisions that will uh, uh, withstand scrutiny, okay. Some states might declare them eligible, some not. But they don't seem to be prepared to uh, to do that. Uh, it, it, to some people, it seems chaotic. I don't think it really would be. It's something that we're used to some candidates being in, on the ballot and some states, some not. But that that, I think, is uh, the uh, principal concern for, for many of them, including Justice Kagan uh, right there, that this is a national decision. It should be made nationally pursuant to national rules. Uh, some, some of the justices uh, were at least intrigued by the idea that the president isn't a um, isn't an officer under the uh, under the constitutional language. I would be surprised if that drew a majority of the uh, of the of the court. Uh, some were uh, concerned about, gee, if if Colorado is right, what does this mean about uh, it was was Trump then ineligible as of January sixth, and uh, and what did that uh, what did that mean? I think that will be a concern for. Uh, 
for for some of them. Um, uh, and and then there's also the question of well maybe the the 14th Amendment just bars candidates from holding office. It doesn't bar them from running for office because there's always the chance that Congress would remove the uh, the ineligibility. That got a lot of airtime as well. So, Professor, do you think that the Supreme Court is, you know, looking for a, a narrow um, decision and having uh, wanting all nine to vote to keep him on the ballot just so that there won't be any type of uh, political look of, uh, you know, one side against the other Democrat, a Democratic lean in yeah. the Republican lean. Do you think that they're looking for that narrow piece as opposed to yeah. broadening that out? Yeah, yes. Uh, I, I, I think the Chief Justice would love to have a 9 nothing decision. Uh, I think he'll get most of the way there, at least, uh, possibly all, all the way. Um, as I say, Justice Sotomayor seemed to me to be prepared to uh, affirm the uh, Colorado decision. She's not uh, afraid to be uh, a lone dissenter, but it might be in this case that uh, uh, that that she'd be pushed to to go along, uh, you know, particularly if she is uh, on her own. But yeah, they're they're not they're not going to get into the question of whether uh, this was an insurrection. But if they Trump played a role in it. If they don't address the central issue about whether it was an insurrection or not, whether he's an officer or not, if they tailor a very narrow decision here, doesn't that leave the door open for Maine, Nebraska, any state coming up with maybe a subtly different interpretation? And then we got to go through this whole process again. I don't think so. I think if they say uh, this is a a national decision that a state cannot make uh, and they might say it requires prior congressional authorization, uh, which, I mean, to my mind is wrong. But if they say that, then then no, no state is going to be able to do anything. Uh, this idea, I, think, I think they're going to uh, uh, put a firm lid on this thing. This idea of one state deciding, I mean, isn't this the way cases get to the Supreme Court? It comes from one state? Cases come from one state, but this is an unusual decision. It if if the Supreme Court upheld the Colorado decision and said he's ineligible because we adopt the findings of the Colorado uh, court or because the Colorado court findings look okay, that would be unusual because then, then you might say, well, gee, what would have happened if the first case that got there had, had come out the other way? So Sure. Uh, a decision by one state always tees up an issue. Mm-hmm. But in, in this case, what they're afraid of is that um, uh, if if they affirmed it would be setting a national rule because of what the Colorado Supreme Court did. As I say, I don't think they have to do that. I think they could say each state decides on its own who's eligible to uh, to be on its ballot. Yeah. But they don't seem to be prepared to do that. I'm I'm, uh, curious about your interpretation of this. The headlines have been big day, big win for Trump and his attorneys. You know, they seem to be interpreting it within a political context. But I look at it a little differently, which is as a voter, it seems like a win for me that I'm not going to have one secretary of state or one judge in a in in a state determining what my choices are. Do you agree? No, I, I don't. I don't agree. I mean, as I say, uh, they could uphold it. Just say that uh, this is a decision for Colorado. Now, sure, there is the question of 
is an anti-democratic, but I think what I would say is it's constitutional. We have a constitutional democracy, and the uh, the Constitution says that some candidates are ineligible. And as I say, there was there's very little discussion of whether Trump was actually uh, eligible. I mean, there's the question of maybe this doesn't apply to the president. But, you know, if you say, well, look, the Constitution says that anybody who takes an oath to support the, uh, the Constitution uh, and violates that oath by supporting an insurrection can't hold office again, um, well, then that person shouldn't be able to hold office, mm-hmm. you know, even if the people want it. So, I mean, that's what the Constitution yeah. means is, is that choices are limited. I, I do agree that it would be a bad thing for one state to decide for everybody. Okay. But I don't think that I don't think that needs to be the uh, the result if they affirm. But they're not going to go that way. All right. Uh, yeah, there's so much in the eye of the beholder on all of these things, and then and there's no question that, that there is a partisan influence here as well. We'll see what they do. They don't have much time. Uh, March fifth is Super Tuesday when Colorado and other states go to vote. We will await their decision. You think they'll deliver it quickly? Very very quickly. They'll probably deliver quickly, but, you know, uh, the, the decisions of Maine and Colorado are on hold. And until they unless they affirmed it, uh, nothing's going to happen. Trump remains on the ballot. So right. they, they, given where they're going, they could take their time. Richard, I don't think they will. Richard Freeman, professor of law at the University of Michigan. We appreciate your time, sir. My pleasure. All right. When we come back, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, the appetizer to the Super Bowl. The, the ads, are there any out there that are going to be really compelling, funny, maybe tug at our heartstrings? We'll talk about that and get prepped for the Super Bowl next on JR Morning at 749. We know change means more reliable energy for homes and businesses across Michigan. At least that is the focus of Consumers Energy, where they know keeping the lights on is job number one. From tree trimming and varying lines to new technology, they've got a clear plan for fewer and shorter outages. And last year, they cleared branches from more than 7,000 miles of power lines. They replaced poles with sturdier materials that can withstand some of the extreme weather and winds that we're anticipating. They also added smart technology. So if there is an outage, they can reroute the power very quickly. Their reliability roadmap is working toward a day when even the worst storm does not affect more than 100,000 customers, and they are all back on within 24 hours. A good goal. Consumers Energy, a force of change, a force for you.